Hey there, you're listening to Art Mache Podcast Episode 9. This episode, we sit down and talk to Joseph Pensack, curator and director of New City Art Gallery here in Burlington, Vermont. We had a great time talking to Joseph about his personal experience with art and the gallery's mission to cultivate local art here in Burlington. So, stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Art Mache Podcast, Episode 9. I'm episode Patrick nine. Tracy. Yeah. Who are you? I'm Steve Chuwinski, and today we're here with... Joseph Pensack, organizing... <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Organizing director and head curator of New City Gallery on Church Street in downtown Burlington. Joseph, thank you for coming in. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You. It's great to be here. Heck yeah. So, Joseph, first things first... Where are you from? I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, I would not put my money on Memphis. Yeah. yeah. So and, that's where I grew up. And no discernible accent. Sometimes it comes through in yeah. some long A's. Yeah. And I just said long. Long. Oh, <laughs> there it was. It sounds great. All of our Memphis Thanks. listeners were like, ah. Yeah. Got it. It's discernible. So you ended up in Burlington, Vermont, of all places, from mm-hmm. Memphis. Mm-hmm. Started uh, the New City Art Gallery, which is on Church Street, by the way, right mm-hmm. above Ake's Place. Is that right? That's right. So what brought you up to Burlington originally? So uh, was made it up to New England, uh, to Boston, for grad school, and then... Um, We lived in Connecticut for seven years, and then we moved up here five years ago to Burlington. So um, the the other career that I have, my day job, is a Presbyterian minister. I read that. So (laughs) that's what brought me up here because we, I was a campus minister at University of Connecticut for seven years. Oh, cool! Working with college students, and loved that. And we just kind of felt the call uh, to move on from that and heard that Burlington was a place that we could potentially be to start a new church community. You say, so that's what we did. You say we... My wife and I, sorry. No problem. My family. Cool. So... Me and my girls. <laughs> I have three daughters. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yes. Man, how do you have time for it all? You wear many hats. Yes. Right. It's very fun. And I, yeah, I feel very lucky to get to do all of it. But yeah, that's what brought us up, you know, originally was to start this new Presbyterian congregation. Did you kind of come to this area of your own volition or was, were you sent by the, uh, yeah, the congregation it, it, in a way? Or It's not like um, you get shifted around and you have no say. Right. Uh, you do have a say in where you go next. And uh, we just visited Burlington and fell in love with it and it just suits who we are and we've always the arts connection we've always done things through the arts i'm a musician my wife is a visual artist and so when we were at yukon we did concerts and kind of arts related events and so when we moved up here we knew we wanted to be kind of a part of the arts community in a way yeah we just didn't know what it would look like so when did the idea of 
making a gallery or starting an art gallery come from? Because that's usually not people's first idea. And they're like, oh, let's get involved in the arts. Let's mm-hmm. make a gallery. Yeah. How did you come to that? That was really by accident. We, um, I was Whoops. looking for uh, <laughs> not not that uh, not like I said. We we knew we wanted to be a part of the community in some way, but the gallery part was was uh, totally unexpected. I was looking when we first moved here for an office downtown, mm-hmm. and so I was walking down Church Street and saw the for lease sign up in the window above Ake's place. And I thought, well, this is intriguing. Yeah, there's no way we could ever afford to, a space you know, to have a, a space up there. Yeah. But it'll be fun, and I'll meet someone, and it'll be a story, and I'll get to see what's up there. Yeah. So I'm always curious about what's, you know, especially these upstairs spaces. Those, the buildings are, are yeah. pretty interesting on the inside, some of them. A lot of them, the upstairs spaces on Church Street are really amazing. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, some yeah, of those are beautiful. Yeah. And this space is like that. It's, you know, if you've never been in there, it's hardwood floors and... Vaulted ceilings, the original gas light fixtures, and just off right off the bat, it's already it's yeah. There. So yeah. I walked in and I saw this space and I thought, oh my! And uh, the landlord at the time, the owner of the building, came up the steps, ninety three years old. Oh my oh, god! Wow. And, she and uh, it's a guy, and oh. uh, <laughs> and he, uh, you know, started telling me about the space. Well, I didn't know how huge it was. You know, when you're yeah. looking on Church Street, it looks like one room. It looks like my bedroom. Like, like a small cubicle. My office like, is right there, and everybody's like, what, what like, is that? You cramped. live up there? Uh, and so I was very apologetic to him and said, I'm so sorry to waste your time. I, there's no way we could afford this. This is huge. It's yep. 1,300 square feet. Wow. And uh, I just, he said, no, no, no. Well, what would you do with this if you had it? I'm like, well, we can't afford it, but. If we had it, we would probably, this was just me on my feet, you know, talking. We would probably start a a community arts center, you know. Whatever I said, you know, I described, you know, some ideas. He liked it and said, you know, whatever you were paying for your little office, whatever you had budgeted for that, we'll just do that. Oh, my God. And was that has magic? not changed. Yeah. <laughs> that's for, keys just that didn't change for three years. And then he sadly passed away oh, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. He was a dear man. And, uh, and we thought, well, the gig is up. Like, it's been a fun run. Like, the, sure. the new owner, there's no way they're going to give us the same kind of Situation, deal. Yeah. And the new owner has been incredible and said, we're not touching your rent. We love what you're Jeez. doing. Heck so yeah. it's That's really, awesome. it's been amazing. So it's all, I mean, not all, but it really was like super accidental and really right thanks place, to this right guy, design, right gift. guy being yeah. open Still to. Still is, yeah. That's amazing. It is. I mean, you got to think this guy was at a, like a fil- highly philosophical point in his life where he sort of was he like. He was. Hey, like that feels you know, good. He really this was. Is, this is right. And uh, I'd rather see it do something. Yeah. You know, then for charge sure. a, somebody a boatload of money yes. for the space. Yeah. So what was the uh, the conversation with your wife when you got home? And you're like, so honey, <laughs> we have an art gallery. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, uh, the reason why is because for about a year, it was, I, don't, I wonder what this could look like. And we really didn't know. And so the first thing we did was I was just getting to know 
artists in town because I that's like the community I gravitate yeah. towards and and I asked several of the artists in town Clark Derby's was one to come um, and do like a round table at the gallery and say here's the space what do you guys think and also what does Burlington really need like what is the arts community missing and what do you wish was here and and you know what's great and what's not great about what you've seen and so that was really valuable so yeah, listening to them for about an hour and a half was so helpful and in fact we're, we're we did we implemented a lot of the things that they said very much of like for the people by the people sort of place. Yeah. I was interested actually one of the questions that I had for you was having dealt with so many different artists in this area for how long has the gallery been going? Uh it's it's now five and a half years. Wow. It's been going. Nice. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Thanks. So um having dealt with and spoken to and sort of started the gallery with that feedback, what kind of pros and cons do you see in the art community in this area in Burlington? Um, well, I mean, looking back to the, some of the things that they said, uh, one story that came up was just there. You may have heard about this. There was a guy, Mikey, who was a bass player for we- the band Weezer. And he, yep. he painted some murals around town and, he, you know, he quit the band and came here to do art, you wow. know. And well, I, how, what? Yeah, yeah I, I, I wasn't super familiar with that either. Yeah. I feel like I've heard-ish about it, but. Jeez. Yeah. So he, I think, I don't know the full story, and I know, I'm sure there are people in Burlington who know much more of the story, but. They don't, they don't the, listen to this the podcast short yet, <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's very <laughs> tragic. He kind of, um. You know, I don't know all the circumstances, but he died, and part of that was just receding from community, and oh. like there was drugs involved, but I don't know. Um, but I knew some people that were close to him, and they said, you know, there are other Mikeys in town, right. and uh, and just to have an art space that has a human element, and there's a real, it's not just you love art, you love artists. Yeah. And there's really, um, that was something that came out. It's just the community really needs a space where artists are being loved and cared for as individuals, as people. Yep. And, you know, it's not hard to kind of put the pieces together to say, you know, you make great art when you have good community and good support. And it's the only way that you really can exist as an artist is all these people in your life with that environment almost it's it's interesting to see uh a lot of artists sort of put into a position where they have to function like a corporation Mm. almost and you know there's there's no reason art can't intermingle with with corporate nature but that's just like not at the heart of Mm -hmm. art (laughs) so it's nice that you know your space can sort of provide this the the love yes. <laughs> yes the love that art needs because i feel that um a lot of patrons and consumers of artwork tend to only see the end product mm-hmm. of like what the artist made mm-hmm. but when you bring up that point of being able to see artists as human beings i feel there's a lot more to learn about the artist and the artwork 
when you can kind of see the process as it's being made and you can understand the product beyond just this print or yes. this photograph. How do you feel that that's <clears> kind of, has it been emulated in any way in, in New City? It seems like you really want to build that relationship with the patient. Yeah, the well, and that artist. leads perfectly into the, the next piece of feedback that they gave that round table was we really need residencies and nobody's really doing that. Uh, and so... BCA actually at the time had the, their fourth floor. They were using it as a, an amazing residency space of just mm-hmm. one artist at a time up there. But that transitioned now to the Vermont Metro Gallery, which is doing Carrie is doing incredible work up there. Mm-hmm. And so there really there there isn't there wasn't mm-hmm. uh, a residency program until we we started this. And so for those of you who don't know, residency is yep. you know an artist applies, submits a proposal for a body of work that they'd like to produce. They usually include images of works in progress. And here's kind of a description of where I want to go with this. And we have a curatorial board that chooses who's going to get the residency. And when they get it, they get it, the art space studio for six months for free. It's huge. Wow. It is huge. And so, um, you know, that's all that's supported by not just the church, but the grants now that we're writing. Mm -hmm. And so that's a tremendous gift, like to a local artist, especially who's an emerging artist, who's really just trying to have time and space and, you know, to be able to afford a studio to produce what they're doing. And so there's three residency studios there one of them is our two permanent residents susan samerica mm-hmm. and lydia kern mm-hmm. who you guys maybe have met but um they're both now on staff so they started as resident artists and they oh, nice. now come on staff so they they share a studio the other two studios are one facing church street and one is facing mechanics alley like where the red square alley yep mm-hmm. Now, why is uh, that called Mechanics Alley? Not I don't know. That, that's the thing. name of the street. Yeah, okay. Oh, I don't really? know. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. I only know that because <laughs> <I, laughs> we, we had to look it up. I'm like, we should call it, what should we call the studio? Oh, well, what's that little alley called? And so we called it that. Cool. Um, so that's been another huge thing. And the biggest point of feedback we've gotten in town is that really is making an impact. Uh, because yeah. there's been now at least... I want to say 15, I think we're up to, of residents, residents who've gone through. Wow. And, you know, and what's cool is they, they're there at the same time, and so they get to know each other. Yeah. And then it also, when guests come in to look at the art, they get to meet an artist in person mm-hmm. who's doing work, and they, can, they have their studio door open mm-hmm. so they can see work in progress. And that's really... It's rare that I, I've never actually seen a gallery that has residency studios directly physically connected to the gallery space. Yeah, I am. I'm sure it exists. I just, you know. So that has been really great because the, the residents really run the space now. Mm-hmm. The exchanges, they get their space free in exchange for working a day of hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So that's how we stay open. It's kind of like a co op. Yeah. Slash resident artists and residents. I think space. that's that's great. I mean, I, I feel like it uh, it really builds a sense of ownership and like camaraderie between artists because you can yeah. so easily um, 
be so in your own work and so in your own world and kind of like closed off and just super focused. But I, uh, to be able to be exposed to other people's ways of working and different artwork, right. just being involved in that mix can just bring about different things creatively that you would never have assumed would have come your way. It's true. And just to kind of know that there's other people out there to just, there's a network of artists that aren't Mm -hmm. connected by a network in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. So it's, uh, it's really that physical hub seems really valuable. Yeah. It's been great. And yeah, I think and the city has recognized that now the, we got the VCA grant, um, institution grant in 2016. That nice. was like for our residency. We applied to it for our residency program. So that just feel it felt great because it felt like the city was really recognizing what we were doing is valuable and you know worth supporting. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's very much needed. The fact that we don't we didn't have a residency residency period for a while it is amazing because there's so many bubbling artists yeah in this community of different mediums and just different places in life and to be able to have um that kind of exposure and that kind of uh, responsibility to take their artwork somewhere else is great and it's definitely a great opportunity um yeah so i i was interested before we get too (laughs) too far into the gallery um Mm -hmm. I read and you said that you um, you play music as well, and that's mm-hmm. kind of your roots in art. Uh, what do you play? Oh. I play guitar, I, uh, and I play drums. Very so, cool. Mm-hmm. Do you still play in some capacity in the area? Uh, I don't really play out. Uh, I'm mostly right. And, Very cool. Uh, I actually came from the studio today. We're, I'm working on a, a project with... Christopher Hawthorne, who runs um, the studio at 150 on Cherry Street. Oh, cool. Yep. And so that's um, that's something I've done since, well, for a long time. But 2007, I started a project with a friend in Brooklyn where we take old hymns and write new tunes. And that project ended up being a bunch of indie rock people singing. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, on that, cool. um, this is going to be much more kind of homegrown, mostly like a solo project of my songs. And, but with a lot of guests from the musical community here. That's great. So, yeah. When did you first get into music? I played in a band uh, in college for five years and we had a, like a regional following and cool yeah that's where it started and that was down in the south yep the great mississippi state university oh wow Mm -hmm. so it was uh it it was how i kept my sanity there (laughs) in it really truly was it was and and for those friendships i still have we have a band reunion once a year still cool (laughs) we were just down in nashville yeah so that's a part of what I do is the root of uh, what's the sort of root musical inspiration for you? Is it in the realm of uh, the sort of hymn type stuff, or yeah. is it more of a uh, uh, secular or non? It's like both. It's trying to bridge those worlds because the you know the band I played in was not like a Christian band, sure. Um, and and I really 
don't like the the that genre. <laughs> I think it's got a yeah. it's got a lot of a stigma mm. to it. That's yeah. sort of, it's sort of like uh, almost implies that the music is the back seat. Yes, to the message, which it is definitely which implies is, this, which yes. is completely mm. fine. But yeah. as a musician, like that's the last thing you want right. to do is say box yourself in. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way it always felt to me and the way it still feels in a lot of ways. There I think I have to sometimes I, I realize I'm I'm just cynical and <laughs> if I open myself up and just listen, there's sometimes I'm like, no, this is good. Cool. But for the most part, um I you know yeah. I'm a musical snob. And won't catch you, <laughs> you listening can't... to Creed or. <laughs> <you know. laughs> hey, yeah. there's got to be musical snobs out there for yeah. sure. <laughs> I think I think I claim to be one of them. So yeah, um, I've only found the stuff about you on um, on the art gallery. But is there a place that people can find some? music of yours on the internet or yeah yeah um the the first project i worked on with all the indie rock people is called bifrost arts and uh it's on all the different you know whatever itunes yep spotify very cool uh youtube (laughs) if you want to go that way but this yeah this new thing is has not been released so that's not out there. 2BD. Yeah, 2BD. 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 I like that. I actually like that. Yeah. That's good. It's, you know, it's a thing now. It is a thing. Good. I'm I glad. heard that it's a thing now. Oh. I heard that too. Yeah. I heard my neighbors saying it uh-huh. earlier. 2BD. 2BD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to do it with other acronyms now. But yeah, the music piece too, there is a relationship to the gallery because we, we've had the Sunday Night Folk series yeah, uh, from the mm-hmm. beginning and that... Taylor Smith actually started that of the, of the band Cricket Blue, who you guys oh, had on. Yeah, our last guest. Great yeah. guest, by the way. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to uh, Cricket mm-hmm. Blue for being... Hey, hey guys. Just, hey. Just, <laughs> hi. just super nice. You say hi back? We're waving. And talented. Yeah. Mo- moving so, on. <laughs> but yeah, Taylor really started that, curated that, um, and it's still going. It runs in the winter and spring because we can't do... Um, it's all, you know, stripped down acoustic, so we don't plug anything in. Yeah, he mentioned the so, difficulties yeah. being next to exactly. Red Square and having the music outside. And yeah, because once it gets warm, it's seven day, seven nights a week there. So we just oh. stick to our winter and spring, and it's fine. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's quiet, and, and it's perfect for acoustic. That space is just, it really has great sound for yeah, I mean, you should go in there for the artwork, for sure. But if you're an architecture snob mm-hmm. and you love really good architecture, mm-hmm. that's just another reason to go see that space because it is beautiful. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. Thanks. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what what kind of things could people expect to see? You mentioned that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have that, that folk series. Mm-hmm. Um, but what types of art could people anticipate if they were to visit the gallery? Well, right now, there's a show called Momention. It's Beck Evans, Alyssa Favor, and Patrick O'Shea, three Burlington-area artists, all working in 3D mediums. It's okay. Patrick (laughs) flubbed at the beginning of the episode. The word organizing Mm. was very difficult. It was rough. I let that one go. I didn't let you go for some (laughs) reason. I might be a terrible host. But... uh, (laughs) Yeah, Beck does incredible uh, ceramic work, uh, pottery, and then Alyssa has been working for years in glass. She's often at the artist market in the summer. Mm-hmm. 
and then Patrick O'Shea, this is his first show. So, and he's been oh, doing cool. sculptural stuff with metal and found objects. And so Lydia Kern curated it and just did an incredible job. And that shows up till the end of April. Mm-hmm. And then there's a new show opening, uh, first Friday in May with Kate Longmaid, Nate Moody, and um, Corinne Yance. And so there, and that's all um, acrylic, um, mostly portrait work. Oh, cool. I actually know Corinne. I used to work with her. She used to work at uh, City Market. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, and so, and Nate actually did a a residency at New City, so Mm -hmm. known him for a while, and and so, yeah, it's a show that just, just came together, and will open at the beginning of May, and the shows run for three months at a time, mm-hmm. so we do four, four shows a year, That's and great. running for three months is a great amount of time. I think it, you know, you hear about, oh, that show's happening, and, it, you know, I mean, we have great turnouts for our openings. It's true. It's like a party. But if you miss that, it's, you know, it's tough sometimes with people's schedules. Yeah. So we feel like having it open for three months, is, it's been, it works well, because you can still make it out at some point during that. When, when should people check out the gallery, and how can people sort of uh, follow you guys to find out mm-hmm. when those party-type things are happening? Yeah, so we're open Tuesday through Fridays, 11 to 5. And uh, you can find out, I think the best way to kind of track what's going on is our Facebook page. That's always updated. There's events on there. Just we new, have an Instagram. New city, new city on Facebook or? New City Gallery. New City Gallery. Yeah. Cool. Is that uh, spelled G-A-L-E-R-I-E? That's right. Yes. The, Classy the French way. Ooh. That's right. And that was, yeah, that was like uh, reflecting the French heritage here. And mm-hmm. but um, But yeah. There's um, <clears throat> increasingly there's more artists workshops. So lo- local artists are running workshops. Sometimes that happens after hours on a weeknight. Sometimes it'll happen on a Saturday. But um, I yeah. didn't know about that. That's is that a relatively uh, a new thing? Is that it's kind of, kind of spotty? Grown? It comes. Yeah. It, it's like comes and goes, and yeah. and it depends on artists that approach us, and we're trying to beef that up. So, mm-hmm. artists out there who want to run workshops, come talk to us because we'd love to host it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So you talked about some of the things that are happening now, and some of the things that are coming up, mm-hmm. um, and I know it, you're probably going to take a pretty. Uh, non-partial stance on this but are there any galleries that really stand out for you any artists that came through that you were just like man like this is great in this space or like this is really working or do you mean artists who come to the our gallery yeah exactly sort of like Mm -hmm. just things that have passed through your gallery that are Mm -hmm. like outstanding Mm -hmm. and it's it's okay if you don't want to play favorites but (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we, it's taken us a while to really find our footing and mm-hmm. figure out who are we as a gallery. And yeah. I think it's hard, it is hard for me to pick one. Um, but there was definitely, there was a momentum shift that happened. We did a show called Book Body. Susan Samarica actually, she was a resident artist and now she's on staff with us. She had worked on this piece 
that was going to be the center of that show. And, and we curated a bunch of book arts and sculptural stuff around the theme of book and body, hmm. those two ideas together. And that show definitely um, was this moment where we realized we love to do this uh, and, and we feel like we can, we can pull this off. And it took us to a level, I think, that we hadn't been at before. And so it was, I think it was like 20 different artists who contributed work. So wow. sometimes we do a call for submissions, mm -hmm. which will list in seven days. And people will send us files of work that they want to submit. You know, we usually give parameters for like, here's what the show's going to be. Right. Try to, try to adhere a little bit. Exactly. So that was one of those shows, the call for submissions, but it was all centered around Susan's piece, uh, which was this beautiful video installation thing. And we had, it, it was also kind of magical. We, we had, um, Ren Kitts did a show. Um, he's, he's an incredible, you know, indie rock, uh, guy locally. And, he did a show that in the midst of all this art, and it was very memorable to me. So, that yeah, that stands out. Just uh, kind of the culmination of all mm -hmm. of that in one. I mean, yeah. I think that sort of exemplifies the mission statement a little bit, right? Of the gallery, mm -hmm. which is sort of, uh, I actually, I wrote it down. So <laughs> <laughs> but I, what is connecting emerging artists with emerging patrons in an accessible way. I mean, that's like definitely connecting emerging artists mm -hmm. in one place. Yeah, and the our tagline is a hospitable space for the arts, and you know the arts can sometimes feel intimidating. Uh, not to mention you have to walk upstairs, but we try to it. You know, when you come upstairs, I want the feeling to be warmth and welcome, and not accessible to the point of. We're not being serious about what mm -hmm. we do, right? But not so serious that you know you feel alienated. Like you feel like, okay, when can I get out of here? This is like, right? This is some kind of highbrow thing. I think at that you know? at that point, you've got a, an extreme disconnect from yeah what art really is, which is what it can be. Very human, you know, mm -hmm. and you get that sort of hoity-toity sort of convoluted view of mm -hmm. art in some galleries that just the sterile kind of feel of right. the whole experience and you know it's important again to like you said take art seriously but you know also don't forget you they're, know they're made by yeah. people yeah. for people that exactly. kind of thing yeah and that's a we try to keep that balance and I, I feel like we're figuring that out as each show that we do we figure out a little more because none of us are professionally trained in this, mm -hmm. we just fake it. <laughs> uh, I think that's everybody. <laughs> yeah. And we just ask a lot of questions. BCA has been so helpful. DJ was the curator there for, I think, three or four years. He was just so welcoming. And I feel like I learned a lot from him. And Heather Farrell's the new curator there now and just been, again... Just so helpful. We're always borrowing things we're, because we're right across the street. Today, <laughs> um, they're installing a show, and they came over and said, they, you know, do you have any grip tape? And Also, I need also a cup of sugar. To, it is totally that, and I'll go over and borrow a you know, a screwdriver or a drill or whatever, and they're yeah. just always like, yeah, here, here you go, you know, and that just feels great. You know, they're, a comment I think DJ made or somebody made in there 
early days of us starting and kind of getting on our feet was like, you know, one gallery is a gallery, two galleries is starting to be a scene. Right. And it's not a scene really, but, you know, it's more of a community when there's that back and forth and sharing. Yeah. Which doesn't always happen. No, it can be very, like, competitive in some cities. Would you say that the area is especially conducive to that kind of... um, mentality around art it seems like everyone we talk to emphasizes something about the sort of collaborative nature here mm-hmm. and it seems like that might really benefit yes the scene quote unquote i love it i think it's a great you know um kristen watson who's one of our resident artists right now she says um you know Burlington, Vermont is a great place to make art. It's not so much a great place to sell art. (laughs) But we're hoping that changes and we do hope people, you know, consider spending, you know, some of the money they spend on in Burlington on food and fun, like spend money on art because you're supporting artists. You're really helping the communities survive. Um, a lot of money in this town is spent on jewelry. <laughs> like, how many jewelry? Like, like, there's like 30 jewelry shops in town. Oh, I know there's one. Or cutting hair. There's yeah. about 30 salons. You know, it's like, you know, there's a few galleries. Let's try to support them, you know. And I think. At least make that sort of one of the other assets yeah. of the town. Even yeah. it out a little bit. Maybe you don't need it. Exactly. Haircut. Well, have your hair cut, yeah. get your jewelry, but also... Yes, right. You look really cool Just with all remember that also, artists, you know... Everyone who's thinking of spending money on a haircut, come mm-hmm. to my place, mm-hmm. free haircuts. There you go. And then go spend that money on some art. Yeah, let's come to Steve's place. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you where that is. At. <laughs> Hold on. We'll add a beat. I'll edit it out. <laughs> so um, I'm interested in how... So you, you came upon this idea of making a gallery mm-hmm. just in the moment and then year one happens, year two happens, it keeps changing, it keeps uh, reforming itself. Mm-hmm. Um, at what point did you think or did you come to a realization or have a moment where you're like, wow, this is this is something. Like this is something that is really reverberating within the community. Like this is, we mm-hmm. struck something here that people really wanted and where do you want to take it from there? That's a good question. I don't know when that moment happened. I do remember sitting, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> in the early days, sitting in, in a mostly empty space and thinking, what is this going to be? <laughs> and how could this possibly work? You know, just seeing it as impossible. And there was definitely some frustrating times of just like, I don't know if this is going to work. Um, I would say, like, year three or four is when, I think in general, whether it's a restaurant or any venture, mm-hmm. coffee shop, um, the community starts to notice that you're still there. Because <laughs> they were <laughs> right. expecting you to fail. Yeah, yeah. And they're, like, watching this, the clock. Let's see how this long new this art goes. gallery, yeah. you know. See. Which is understandable. I mean, I do the same thing. Yeah. Like, we'll see if that works, I hope. <laughs> and I want to support it and, you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah, I think... I think people, we started to get to know people, they, and we started to become, no, you know, better known. We still, you know, most people don't know <laughs> about New City. They're like, I don't even know this was here. What is this? So that, I like, actually, that it feels like a discovery. 
Yeah. And there's a, still a lot of people who haven't discovered it yet. And there's something uh, about like, oh, I've got this secret place, you know, I've, my favorite place. Mm-hmm. And uh, it feels good to be one of those places for a lot of people now. Like people really do love the space. I love it, uh, you know, and our staff is just like, you know, we're very tight and we just have so much fun together. And that's what makes it worth it. And Heck yeah. Yeah. And what do you see as kind of the oh, yeah. um, the future part of that? Yeah, I think, so we've just recently come out from under the church uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the organization. So it's its own nonprofit now. We, we're not, we don't have 501c3 status yet, but mm-hmm. that's a ways off. But uh, becoming its own organization was a big thing. Congrats. And uh, thanks. And I think uh, the goal now over the next two, three years is really for the community to, to start um, you know, letting the community know that this is a space that they can own mm-hmm. and, you know, starting to, you know, write more grants and, and do more development work to try to, you know, be, make this model sustainable long term. Because it's not a huge budget. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of are a shoestring operation and we like make it work. We're s- scrappy. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah. You got the screwdriver and the drill. Yeah. I mean, you don't need a lot. and uh, But but it, it does add up. And, you know, over the course of a year, okay, you're looking at what what the budget is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very, I think, very achievable, you know, basically $20,000 would cover an entire year. So oh, I think, you know, with a couple bad. fundraisers and, and thinking creatively about how to, you know, communicate that this is a, a community space we want the community to support and own. Um, that's kind of the next few years is moving towards that. But yeah, the church is still like the biggest supporter financially, which is neat. That is cool. And the, the, the community loves it and like, you know... Um, we're just incredibly generous, and like I said, loving artists, not just loving art, is a part is a big part of that. Is it something that you sort of? I here's an, another tidbit that I sort of gleaned off of uh, the pages that I saw, but um, the the fact that it's actually traditional for churches to support art financially. Yes. Um, how did how did you? Did you propose the idea to the ministry that you're affiliated with, or mm-hmm. did was that like embraced with open arms or even suggested? Yeah, it was started by artists in the church. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. So if from the very beginning, when it was like 15 people sitting around, that's that's what it was. That was the root of it. Uh, you know, half those people were you know artists, and including my wife, myself, and a few others. Uh, and there was this idea of we can do this and this is a way that we can really tangibly serve the community, you know? Very cool. Yeah, so that it's always been a part of the DNA of our church and what we do, and that feels really good, you know, because you're right. I mean, um, historically, if you think about Michelangelo and all the different artists that were supported by the church. Like who was The relationship all was, you know... Stuff. 
you know, I think in a lot of ways the church, you know, messed up a lot of things, you know, along the way. Sure. You know, but but that core idea of being a patron to the arts is ancient, you know. So it's not a new thing for the church to be doing this. At this point, it feels weird. It feels yeah. like, what? It does. It, That's it was like the last thing I would think like a church would be doing. Connected? It's almost like we've uh, just we our cultural memory. We've just kind of forgot, you know. Mm-hmm. So much art, I think, wants to establish itself, and this is like a crazy hyperbolic and broad statement. But uh-huh. it seems like a lot of art wants to establish itself as like almost atheist, mm-hmm. when like or separate, completely separate from any right. influence of religion. Yeah, but like ultimately, I mean, the root of. I don't know. I'm getting a little abstract, but <laughs> right. like the root of a no, lot of art is yeah. sort of defining the human existence. And well, a lot which, of great art it comes out of that visceral sort of question of why and which, where are you? And uh, you know, the post World War II art that was just out of the utter devastation and right. and absurdity of like all the suffering, and that's some of the greatest art. I love it because it's so truthful. But I think, yeah, I think the biggest problem is that that impulse has been labeled and named atheist. When actually I find that a deeply religious response to say, why? Right. I mean, what, you know, what is going on? That's the root of theology in general is the the questioning of why. So, I mean, yeah, I think there are, they intermingle in the pursuit of a similar answer. Yeah. It's 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 natural, even though it seems alien, and it's something yeah. that is like oh noteworthy. The church supports this, and that's so interesting. It's really a natural. Yes, and I think too the other part of that. I did a thing with VPR. I was asking this question. This is like all they wanted to know about, which is mm-hmm. which was fine. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to talk about other things, but but um, yeah, I think. We've been very intentional for this to not be... This is not religious art. Mm-hmm. This is not a religious space. Right. It's not. Uh, I mean, I think... I I reject the whole sacred versus secular sort of like, you know, divide. I think all of life is sacred. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, I think it's really important for it to be, you know, actually a, hus- a hospitable space for the arts is that it not be telling you something, you know, right. Yeah. There's no, um, there's no subversive. Uh, yeah. There's no agenda. Right. Uh, there's no like flyers. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, since you're here, <laughs> here, read this. <laughs> right. It's nothing like that. Uh, and that just feels like that's genuine love. That's, yep. uh, we really are here to serve artists and love them. That's so. awesome. I think it, you know, as much as, I wasn't trying to highlight the tie in a negative way. It is an important oh, yeah, thing for no. people to know about the space that they're not going to get, you know, uh, recruited, so to speak, or, or <laughs> yeah. whatever. What? You well, know. It, it's and it's intriguing to people, and it's it, they people deserve to know. Like, yeah, it's like here's the deal, you know. Yeah. Here's yeah. the heart behind it, and I think it's and a, you get that nice positive. It to me, it didn't come off as like. Oh, really? It seemed very yeah. sincere, very human, very mm-hmm. much like how you wanted to build the gallery. It, it made sense. Yeah. It's like this foundation where these artists are being able to be themselves and explore their artwork 
is solid mm. in those facts mm-hmm. and they only make it stronger and fortify it more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it has felt that way. That, and the response, the way it's been received has been that way. It's been very positive. So, so I'm pretty, uh, I think I had most of my questions answered about mm-hmm. the gallery. I'm stoked about it personally. That's and great. I think it sounds like it's definitely worth checking out and a lot. <laughs> you know? Check it out a lot. Check it out a lot. <laughs> From every angle. Exactly. If you wonder I mean, how much a lot is, not enough, do it more. Uh-huh. In, yeah. e- in ever-changing space that just sort of um, cultivates art in that way is, mm-hmm. is amazing and necessary, mm-hmm. and I think you're doing a great thing. So Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot for being here. Yeah. Patrick, did you have any more questions? Um, I just want to know if artists wanted to reach out about any residencies or involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the gallery, how they go about doing Yeah, the that. best way to do that is our website. There's a link on there that says Artists in Residence. Click on that, and there's a fully updated information about how to apply, the email to send it to, all the different instructions, and, and including which ones are open when. So, nice. yeah. And uh, you mentioned Facebook. Do you, is there any other place that you would want people to follow you on? Instagram. We have nice. a, a pretty good uh, Instagram feed. And, um, and that also gallery. is New City Gallery? It is New City Gallery. Nice. And we're on Twitter, too. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Check them out, and we'll link to that stuff yeah. as well yeah. on the episode. Um, Where can people find you, Steve? Besides me? your apartment for haircuts. Oh, uh, please don't come to my apartment for haircuts. Ooh, quickly rescinded. But uh, my stuff you can find mostly at uh, circusboy.bandcamp.com. Nice. I will not fix that for the whole season. <laughs> Good, you just stay with it. <laughs> and what about you, Patrick? Uh, you can find all my work at brunotracyart.com uh, and on the Instagram and Twitters and mm. all that jazz. Heck yeah. Well, um, Joseph, thanks for being our last interview of That's season great. So one. honored. Uh, we'll have a episode 10, some kind of recap. Some kind of special recap. thing coming up for episode 10, so stay That's tuned. That's the intro. We just recorded it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. hopefully we'll check back in with you at some point. Yeah. Thanks Beautiful. for the time, man. That was Heck great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Take it easy.